Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heart Blend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths. And today we have a very exciting episode, one I know you're really going to value and enjoy one I really value and enjoy. (laughs) And I'm going to share with you how to protect yourself emotionally and energetically. Uh, Yeah, that's a big one for us. That's our biggest thing, right? Oh my gosh. So I have a few things I want to share with you, things I've learned that have really helped me out quite a bit. I know they will help you out quite a bit. So Here we go. So we're going to cover just an overview of different things throughout the year. You know, I'm going to focus on more topics that will go in more, you know, in depth that will help you really understand everything. But I want to give a nice overview on some things to focus on as far as what to do. How do I protect myself energetically and emotionally? So first thing we're going to cover is boundaries. We're going to cover grounding yourself. We're going to cover uh, prioritizing self-care. We're going to cover creating emotional action plans. So that's what we're going to be focused on for this episode. So you'll want to listen all the way through so that you get all those tips moving forward. All right. Awesome. So first thing is boundaries. Now I feel like this is being said quite a bit over and over and over again on, you know, you need to set boundaries, set boundaries, set better boundaries, but nobody knows what that really means, right? Well, good news for you, my beautiful listeners, next month is dedicated to all about boundaries. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) you will get as much detail and in-depth information you can possibly get about how to set boundaries in all scenarios. So definitely tune in for the month of February or whenever you hear that episode or series. But first, I want to go ahead and talk about boundaries right now. I don't want to delay our process, our healing journey, our protection journey, right? So when it comes to setting boundaries, what this means is that you need to find out what you value, what is important to you, what needs protecting. And typically speaking, that's your time, that is, you know, your uh, yourself as far as, you know, respect for yourself. That can also be protecting your home, that can be protecting your body, that could be protecting just about anything, anything that you value, anything that you feel is important to you, you want to protect that. So if you have weak boundaries, as far as, you know, being able to say no to things, being able to stand your ground and things like that. Um, you'll definitely want to start learning how to set those better boundaries because when we don't set proper boundaries, when we don't protect our time, most importantly, 
we get overwhelmed. And sometimes it's not even your time necessarily, but sometimes it's just the emotions and the energy that other people bring to you that you didn't ask for that just overwhelms you to a point that it's like, I don't, why am I dealing with this, right? So let's talk about a few of those things. So protecting your time, setting boundaries around your time. I need for you to fill up your schedule and commit to it. And sometimes I think when we think of a schedule, we only put things on that schedule that are uh, things like appointments or meetings or something that has a hard time on it. But you can put on the schedule anything that you value. So if having some time for yourself or self-care or anything like that is important to you, put it on the schedule, schedule it, put it on there. So if someone asks you, hey, you free for this or free for that? No, I'm sorry. I, I have plans for that time. I've already booked this or I'm being more mindful about X, Y, and Z. Um, and also your finances. Sometimes we need to set better boundaries around our finances so we're not overspending. And sometimes we can overspend in social situations. One thing that I really want to address when it comes to sharing information with people and helping them to better their lives and empower them and, you know, feel, you know, better about whatever is going on. A lot of people I've noticed lately will give the advice to cut off all your friends. You don't need to have friends. You don't need to have a social life. You need to cut everybody off. You need to just focus on yourself and, you know, go hard and this and that. Because if you have friends, they're going to expect this of you and that of you, blah, blah, blah. When in actuality, you do not need to cut off your friends. You do, please don't do that. Please don't cut off, you know, people that are there to support you. Now, if somebody's toxic, if somebody's bringing you harm, if someone is, you know, bringing you down or tearing you down or, you know, speaking ill words to you or creating more doubt in you, then yes, set better boundaries, maybe distance yourself from that person. But to say... Now, you don't need to have friends or anything like that. That's very, very, very emotionally unhealthy. That's mentally unhealthy and that's emotionally unhealthy. That comes from a person that does not know how to set boundaries. So it's very simple. Say, for instance, you have friends, they want to go out or they want to do X, Y, and Z. They don't know what's going on in your life. They just want to spend time with you or they just want to do things with you, right? And so if you are wanting to now save money, you don't have to say, you know, I can't be friends with you because I'm trying to save money. Like that's so emotionally immature. So what you can say is, you know, right now I'm just being a little bit more mindful about my finances. So I'm definitely open to just kind of spending quality time with you or hanging out or, you know, maybe just grabbing tea or, you know, whatever fits in your budget or if it's something that doesn't require money, you know, do that. But you don't have to go to the extreme of cutting people off that don't need to be cut off because we are social people. We need to have a community. We need to have people to support us and we need to be able to support them and we need to maintain our social skills and we need to have connection and, and all those things. And we should not be prioritizing, you know, the hustle culture over emotional development and social skills. We shouldn't. And so I know I went off on a little tangent there, but 
that really bothered me because at one point, you know, I was, I had that mindset and like, oh, you don't need friends. You don't need people, but you do. You absolutely do because it is so important for your emotional health to feel connected to others and to be able to support them and they support you and, you know, you do it within your capacity, right? Because when you win, when you have those wonderful moments, you want to have good people by your side, you know, who's going to hold up their wine glasses to cheer to you? Who's going to, you know, be there whenever you lose somebody that's important to you? Who's going to be there for you during those rough times? Who's going to be there for you during those amazing times? It's not going to be enjoyable if you're doing everything alone. It's not. And I don't support that sense of thinking. So yeah, so setting better boundaries. And this requires for you to speak up. That's something that can be difficult for a lot of empaths that have not become empowered just yet. But speaking up, saying no. No, that does not align with me. No, I cannot do that this time. No, that is not within my capacity at this moment. No, that's not something I'm going to be able to do within that time frame. No, that's not, you know, within my budget. No, that doesn't really fit, you know, my goals for this year. No, no, no. Practice saying no. No is a powerful word. And when people don't respect your boundaries, then that's when you can either walk away or you can stand a little firmer, or you can completely distance yourself. Because if people don't know how to respect your boundaries, one, that means they have boundary issues, right? Doesn't make them bad, but we have to be able to have respect for one another. So stay consistent with your boundaries, right? If you say that you're not available for a certain time, be unavailable at that time. Don't backtrack or say, oh yeah, I'm not free this Saturday. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm free. And I'm like, what? That's not going to help them take you seriously. So setting boundaries means really saying no to what you don't want. You don't have to say yes to everything that's going to overwhelm you. And you don't have to say no to everything either. Setting boundaries is also important for setting boundaries with yourself, having that self-discipline, okay? Sometimes there's things that, You know, your brain is going to tell you to do it because you've trained it to receive that dopamine hit from it, right? But it doesn't mean you have to do it. (laughs) You have to set boundaries with yourself. You have to be disciplined with yourself. You have to be able to say, no, I know that I really want to eat all of those unhealthy carbs right now, but that does not align with what I want to achieve. So for right now, that's not what I'm going to choose for myself. It's all about choosing what is in your best interest. What is going to serve your highest good? What is going to add value to your life? What is going to support your goals and the things that you want for yourself? What is going to do that? If if a behavior or a habit or anything like that does not support that, then we have to start training ourselves to start breaking that habit. So it's very, very important for you to set those boundaries with not only others, but also with yourself. And if you want to learn more about setting better boundaries with family members, with friends and dating and the workplace and with yourself, you'll definitely want to stay tuned for the next series coming up. I'm excited to share that with you. The next way to protect your energy 
and your emotions is to ground yourself. Something that we struggle with as empaths is being able to ground yourself. So being grounded, feeling like you're present, feeling like you are here, you're anchored, you're not, you know, floating around, you're not all over the place, you're not feeling disoriented, you're not feeling like, oh, well, well, if I, maybe I'll go do this, or maybe I'll go do that, or you're, you're just not feeling that. You're feeling like you are here, you are secure, and you feel safe. That's what grounded means. You feel secure, you feel safe, you feel centered, you feel focused, and all that kind of good stuff. So how do you ground yourself? What does that mean? Grounding yourself means providing yourself that sense of security. Providing yourself that sense of stability. So number one, what I would suggest, anytime you are getting ready to go into an area or a place where there's a lot of people, there's a lot of different energy going on, or just, you know, a big function, maybe a lot of family members, or maybe you have to do something at an event where you have to be active and you have to be engaging. I have to deal with this all the time. This can create a little bit of a chaotic feeling inside or anxiety. What is helpful is to eat a healthy carb meal. Having a little heaviness within your system is going to help to relax you, is going to help calm you, and it's going to help you feel more grounded. It's going to release some of that serotonin so that you can be a bit more relaxed. So enjoy some good, healthy carbs that will help you be able to stay grounded. The next way to ground yourself is to practice grounding meditations. So you can practice this by going outside into the earth (laughs) and placing your feet in the grass placing your feet in the dirt and setting those intentions for yourself on how you want to ground yourself. How do you want to bring more stability in your life? Okay. So you can stand holding your hands there and just focus on just really grounding yourself. Okay. And just feel anchored, just feel centered. The next way to ground yourself is to bring yourself into the present moment. So when you're focused on what's going to happen tomorrow and next week and next month and what happened last week and last month and last year, you're focused on all the different time frames except for right now, except for the present moment. So I want you to just take a minute and look around you, look at the walls or Look at the floor or look at your environment wherever you are. Just look around and just say to yourself, I am here. I am present. Feel everything that is around you. Touch things that are around you. By having that physical contact, that alone can ground you. So feel as you're sitting, if you're sitting down somewhere, really focus your mind on your butt in that chair or on the floor or on the bed or wherever you're sitting. 
or in the car, if you're listening to me in the car, if you're standing, then where are you standing? Fill your feet, put energy towards your feet, focus on your feet and just feel planted in the floor of wherever you are. So this is just a little bit of how you can ground yourself. Another way to ground yourself in an instance is to pause, okay? This is especially helpful whenever you have another person, you're minding your own business and they come to you, maybe we've conditioned them to come to us on a regular basis to share how their feelings because people don't just open up like that, right? They don't just open up like that and then keep opening up on a regular basis. You have to provide the feedback that maybe you're not available in some type of way. But let's say, you know, people are coming to you and you're just like, oh my goodness, okay. So they're like, oh my gosh, let me tell you what happened. Blah, 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 blah. And they're just like going off, right? You have to practice pausing. So let's say they're, oh, and then this happened. Then what should I do? Okay, let's pause. You do not need to reply quickly. You do not need to reply right away. And this goes for texting, phone calls, anything like that. Pause. Anything. Anytime you're dealing with an interaction with someone, it's a little overwhelming and you're not really ready to handle everything they're throwing at you, pause. Take a deep breath. And then reply or then say what you have to say. And if you're not ready to respond, then just say, you know what? I have a lot on my mind right now and I want to be able to give you a better answer. Do you mind if we talk a little bit later? I just have a lot going on. Okay. Sometimes when people are so used to coming to you and talking to you and unloading on you and sharing all the things that are going on with them, they forget that you are a person. They forget you're human. They forget that you have a lot going on. And it is because a lot of times you're the listener and we have to be able to let people know in the kindest way possible that we too also have things going on in our lives. No, no, we don't need to share. It's not that important. But I also have things in my life that I want to focus on right now. And you're not telling them, you know what, can you get out? I don't want to be bothered with you right now. You're not telling them that. But you're just saying, you know what, right now is really not the best time. Do you mind if we talk a little bit later? You know, just practice that, practice that. And that's going to help them say, oh, okay. You know, they might be a little thrown off at first. Like, uh, she normally, or he normally listens to everything I have to say and they don't have a problem with it. Like, mm. but no, I think that's the best reaction or response you can give is, you know, what? I'm really not ready right now. Practice self-empathy. That's really huge. Practice tuning into your own emotions. What are you feeling, right? 
if you just experienced taking on other people's emotions, maybe you're around someone that was really angry or sad or irritated or whatever, okay, take a minute, pause, pause. All right, it's like, okay, cool. I'm pausing and think to yourself, what's mine, what's theirs, right? Do I feel this way or do they feel this way? So when you practice that, whatever you do feel, tune into that. Practice self-empathy, journal, write it out. How do I really feel? Why do I feel this way? What made me feel this way? What emotion was driving my actions? What behavior drove my emotions? Really work on that. Practice that introspection and self-empathy. That's going to help you practice understanding your emotions. The more that you understand your emotions and how they play into your life, the more that's going to help you be able to protect yourself and set better boundaries in the future because you'll understand, ah, this triggers that or this triggers this. And I don't want to practice feeling those negative emotions. So I'm going to set better boundaries around this so that I don't feel that way. So those are some few ways that you can practice that self-empathy. And with that being said, I want to cover how to create an emotional care plan. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into this a little bit more. So I always like to reflect back onto the emotional frequency scale, okay? There's like, I don't know, 20 something different emotions on there, but we're going to focus on the bottom ones because that's the one that really brings us down, that makes us feel icky, that blocks us from receiving all the wonderful things we want to receive, such as manifesting, you know, positive things into our life and our desires and all that good stuff, right? So there's shame, there's guilt, there's sadness and grief, there's anger, there's frustration, there's rage, there's revenge, there's jealousy, there's apathy, there is worry, there's discontentment, there's disappointment, there's boredom, there's all of these negative emotions, right? And we feel different emotions. You don't, you're not going to feel multiple emotions at one time. You're going to feel one emotion at one time. Now you may feel multiple emotions close together, but you can only feel one emotion at one time. Now, sometimes we get stuck in these emotions and we keep having them on replay over and over and over again. And it makes it difficult for us to really get out of it. This is what happens with depression. When we get stuck in this emotion of grief or sadness or sometimes very suppressed anger. So it's important for us to take our emotional care very seriously. So emotional care is very important. But what I want you to do is take a minute and focus on each negative emotion that you deal with on a regular basis. For me, the most common one is feeling overwhelmed. I deal with overwhelmment so much and I did not realize that overwhelmment was low on the emotional scale. And I'm like, oh, that's probably why 
(laughs) I'm having some blockages in some areas of my life because I feel overwhelmed. So for me, what helps me feel less overwhelmed? That's where I start focusing on what helps me feel less overwhelmed. Making sure that I'm not scrambling, trying to record on my podcast and being able to manage my work and being able to manage my schedule and being able to take care of my health, my pets. So for me, I have to make that a priority one. So rather that's creating a better schedule for myself or meal prepping, meal planning, setting my clothes out, whatever is going to help me to feel less overwhelmed, automating things, delegating tasks, so on and so forth. For you, your emotion that you may deal with on a regular basis that brings you down may be something else. Okay, so dive into that a little bit, maybe do some little research, Google, you know, ways of caring for that. And I want you to write out an action plan, write out some things you can do whenever you start feeling that negative emotion. The more that you focus on being proactive on how to handle that emotion, the more you're going to be able to get out of it, the faster you're going to be able to get out of it, the more you're going to be able to heal that emotion. Now, Lucky for you, if you're an avid listener and a follower, again, I want all of my followers and listeners to, you know, connect with me via Instagram. That's where I am the most at Heartblend Host. I actually create emotional care plans. They're, you know, shorter list, but I actually create some general emotional care plans for each emotion. And that's, you know, there you can save it to, you know, your own collection and things like that. But that is all there. And there'll be new emotional care plans every month that will come out to help you focus on, you know, healing and working through those different emotions. So that's a little bit of my gift to you, because I want to make sure that everybody feels emotionally supported and cared for. So that's a little bit more about how to create an emotional plan, but really more so just taking your emotions seriously, not suppressing them, not ignoring them, not shaming yourself for feeling an emotion, not trying to say, oh, I don't want to feel weak for crying. Oh, give me a break. Crying is just a result from feeling overwhelmed and there's nothing wrong with crying. If you feel the need to cry, then you cry it out. Okay. Now, the next thing I want you to remember is to prioritize yourself. When you prioritize your self-care, your health, your well-being, and your health in all ways. Now, I want to backtrack just a tiny bit here. I want to kind of go off the side rails a little. Health is a very general term. Health relates to so many different things and each thing can be broken down into several things, right? So I'm mentioning this because I want to get to a point in a minute. There's physical health, which is our body, okay? The body, how you're feeling, if you're feeling sick, if you are dealing with Uh, weight loss or weight gain, your energy level as far as like feeling like you have energy to do things, Um, your sexual health and the way that your reproductive system is working for you, your emotional health. Now your emotional health is focused on how you're feeling, 
right? How you're feeling about your life, how you're feeling about different experiences, how you're feeling about your emotions, how you're feeling about whatever. Your emotional health is all about feelings and they're a big, 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 big part, okay? Your mental health. A lot of times we interchangeably mix up mental health and emotional health. They do closely relate to one another, but they are different. Your mental health is your behavior, your mental stability, your ability to process information, your ability to be able to focus, your ability to be able to have a certain mindset, right? So emotions can play into your mental health, but what I want people to understand is that there's different resources for different types of health, okay? And there's also your spiritual health, how you're being able to connect to something bigger than yourself, okay? And in my opinion, there's also energetic health that ties, it ties into all of them. You're physical, you're sexual, you're emotional, you're mental, and you're spiritual all combined relates to your energetic health, the energy you're putting out into the world. Are you putting out positivity? Are you putting out good vibes? Are you having a good aura about yourself? All of these things. I want to mention that because they're very important and I feel Lately, there's this narrative of like this one size fits all. And although they are all connected, they're all a part of the same family, they're all different. So whenever I hear someone say something like, oh, well, they have, you know, problems with mental health, they just need to pray more. Well, that's their spiritual health, right? And I understand, I do understand spiritual health is one fourth of your mental health, but that's a small portion of it. That's not the whole thing. So a lot of times people don't get the help that they need because people are given this one size fits all solution for several things. If your leg is broken, if you just fell off the top of a building, you're not going to tell somebody to pray more. That's ludicrous. You're going to go to the hospital, right? So when it comes to mental health, you might need to go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a cognitive behavioral therapist or Whatever, if you're dealing with an emotional health issue, such as a trauma or anything of the sort or depression or anything, that is a different type of doctor. That's an emotional therapist. That is someone else that's going to be able to help you in that way. That's also taking responsibility, journaling, self-help. If you have the capability to practice self-help, some people need additional help if they have something extra going on with mental health. They're not able to do everything by themselves and you shouldn't do everything by yourself. Okay. Sexual health. It's not enough narrative around that. And you know, what doctor do I go to? It's like people really don't even know what doctor to go to. And so it's like our physical health. You have dermatologists, you have doctors, physicians, you have nutritionists, you have fitness coaches, you have all of these different resources, all these different people that are here to help you. And I get frustrated when it's like, oh, well, you just need to do that. Or, 
why don't you just drink more water? Or why don't you just do this? Or why don't you just do that? No, why don't you (laughs) prioritize your self-care? And that requires a lot of energy, a lot of investing. But the moment that you make yourself a priority, the moment your life is going to change drastically, and you're not going to have time to take on the issues and the problems of others. You're not going to have time to take on things that are going to bring you stress and things that don't matter to you because it's, it's pulling away from you being able to prioritize your self-care and having responsibility for your life and being accountable for yourself. Being able to have healthy relationships and being able to feel good in your body and have a positive self-esteem and all of these things are really important. A lot of the emotional health issues start with low self-esteem. And if they're not treated, then they then go into affecting your physical and your mental health. Emotional health is really kind of the heart of where things start. So it's very, very important to be able to protect and take care of your emotions. And I can't say that enough. I really can't. And something that we often do as empaths is overgive or, you know, give too much or, you know, don't fill up our own cup or we're just very overwhelmed and we cannot be everything to everyone. Okay, we're trying to be everything for our job or for our families or for whoever. And if you can't take care of yourself, then you're not going to be here very long. And if you are, you're not going to actually give the best quality to anybody that's going to be able to enjoy you. So it's very, very important that we practice filling our own cups. We can overflow and give our best to the rest of the world because that's what it really matters at the end of the day. Feeling our best so we can give our best. Okay? You count. You matter. You matter. You are not insignificant. Okay? You are here on purpose. You are here for a reason. You have an impact no matter what. So fulfill that impact. You count. Make sure that you make it known. Be present, right? Bring your presence here to this earth and do not be afraid to shine. Do not be afraid to show your true self. Do not be afraid to be confident. Do not be afraid to stand up for yourself. Do not be afraid to set boundaries. Do not be afraid to, you know what, sometimes at the end of the day, you got to tell people to F off, okay? That, that's probably my most negative, best advice I can give you, but sometimes it's necessary to just cut off things that are just not adding any value to your life. And not only are they not adding value to your life, they're devaluing your life. People bringing abuse to you, people not treating you right, you don't deserve that. But only you can change that. We can't expect others to change just for the sake of our own feelings. Especially when we don't speak up for ourselves or stand up for ourselves. So I really wanted to just share that. I know I was a little passionate at the end. But I really want to make it really important for us to understand that it's important to protect ourselves emotionally and energetically. And I 
don't really have a lot of, you know, spiritual tools or things to share with you because, you know, I, I find that a lot of people take those in different ways and I don't feel that they're very practical for self-development. Um, if you feel that any type of spiritual tool helps you, then you use that. Whatever, um, you know, reminds you or provides that sense of belief for you that makes you feel protected, then you use that. For some people, it's a cross. For some people, it's a star of David. For some people, it's a crystal. For some people, it's an item from their grandmother. From For some people, it's just different things. And no one should ever feel judged for that. No one should ever feel... I, I, I just don't understand why sometimes I, I see so much judgment in the way that people protect themselves. But then they have no... You know, nothing to say about how people protect themselves with weapons, right, that can take another life. But some people have issues with crystals. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like, I don't understand. And I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm not shaming. Or I'm not, I'm not saying that having a weapon is wrong. You should also know how to protect yourself physically. Absolutely. But you know what I mean? Everybody has different ways of trying to protect themselves and it's just in their own best interest. So I don't believe in shaming people for the way that they protect themselves. I find that to be disgusting. I don't like it. I really don't like it. So however you protect yourself, whatever makes you feel safe, as long as it's not hurting another person, as long as it's not harming you or harming your mental health, then you continue to do so. Okay. Don't let anyone else make you feel inferior or make you feel wrong or weird for how you protect yourself spiritually. Never. Don't, don't allow that. And the moment they do, that's a sign that they want you to be unprotected. Okay. They're not you. They're not in your life. They're not in your shoes. They're not in your experience. And they cannot tell you what you can or what you should or what you should not do because they don't have to live your life for you. They have to live their own. So again, I know it's another tangent, but these are things that I'm passionate about. And, you know, it really bothers me sometimes when I see people tearing other people down for just trying to, you know, have the best for themselves. We're not about that here. It's not, that's not what I support in my community. It's not what I support in, you know, my podcast. And, you know, I want everyone to feel free in their decisions. And shame is the worst, lowest emotion that a person can ever feel. And God designed and created all of us with power, right? He created us with power to be powerful, you know? <sighs> I don't know. I think that's just a, another topic for another day. But I, I feel like you know, sometimes people just use uh, these horrible you know, mind games on trying to you know, bring people down to be unprotected and not provide them with another alternative. It's like, don't use this, bye. <laughs> you know, as an empath, as a sensitive soul, as a sensitive person, you got to armor up, right? You have to armor up. Um, so that's just my thing. And I just want everyone to feel safe and free at the same time. And I want you to be comfortable in, in your own skin. That's all that I'm about, really, at the end of the day. So if you tell me, you know what, Lens, 
you know, I made a Play-Doh, uh, a Play-Doh cat, you know, the other day it's purple and I really feel protected by this thing. I'm like, you know what? That's amazing. You, you use that Play-Doh purple cat. And I don't mean that in a condescending way, but if there's some type of energy or power that you put into, you know, that, then you use that, whatever, you know? So we all got our own thing, but I want you to really take protecting yourself seriously and also, you know, again, back to the physical protection thing. Sometimes it provides a sense of security or peace of mind when you know how to protect yourself uh, physically, rather that's like learning self-defense or just having some type of self-defense, you know, weapon or something like that. Again, I'm not trying to get all into it, but like for me, I, I don't personally like the energy of guns. You know, I know everybody has a right to you know, what they like and all that kind of stuff. But I don't like that energy. I don't like it. I don't like violence, you know. But I do believe in knowing how to, you know, have self-defense classes and, you know, ways of being able to get away from people that want to bring harm to you because people may have some mental health issues that you don't know how to deal with, you know. It's just some things we don't have control over, right? We have to know how to be safe. I want everybody in my love tribe to be safe and to be able to get out of those situations. I never want to just, you know, hear that somebody, you know, it's like, you know, there's always all these ways that, you know, we could get harmed, but it's like, I would never want to hear that somebody I knew was attacked by someone and they just didn't know what to do. They couldn't defend themselves. It's not right. So enough on that. I'm going to actually have a whole series on confrontation later. You're going to love that too, because that's another thing that um, most of us sensitive people deal with is like, how do you deal with confrontation? Like we hate it. It almost like freezes us up and causes avoidance issues and just so much. So we'll, we'll work on that later. And um, I'm going to provide you some really great ways of knowing how to handle confrontation, something I had to learn how to overcome over the years. So, all right, love tribe. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, you know, I can't leave you hanging up next. We will have a guided meditation on emotional and energy protection and cleansing for you, the empath. You're going to love it. (laughs) You're going to love it. You're going to love it. So thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we're here Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Take care.